0: And in As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and in godly things.
1: If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Erin Addison.
1: On American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and J-Mac are on tap to help us navigate the program. Today, I kind of wanted to talk about... Um, leadership, and and I wanted mm. to talk about uh, some of the things that are happening in Florida through Governor Ron DeSantis that that I think are um, remarkable. Yeah. yeah. And and you know I jokingly said uh, a while back whenever DeSantis was on the move that it could rightly be described as desantising, like cleaning <laughs> things up exposing things to light. And um, and I, I do maintain that that's what's happening. But there's something else that I think happens as a result of what this governor is doing in his state. I think it actually shines a light mm. on other conservative states and conservative yeah. governors. Because yeah. I, I think that what you see coming from Ron DeSantis is a, hey, What's that over there? You know what I mean? It's like the move mm-hmm. to do what's right, like finally right things. It's like, you know, um, kind of going into all of the crevices of the state and and looking at, you know, where there's been waste, where there's been the trampling of the rights of people. And the things that I think in America we all believed could be done like and should be done. Right. Like these are just sort of like a basic understanding of what it is to be a citizen. I think you see the governor of Florida getting back to that. And so I just, I wanted to point some of those things out. We have uh, several articles here in the area of uh, education reform, (laughs) (laughs) man. And, and I just, and so of course I want to hang out there because Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of talk that we engage in Mm -hmm. on the education front, Um, but you can do all that you, you know, feel is humanly possible by the grace of God to protect your children you can send them to private Christian school, you can educate them at home, you can even send them to public school, and whatever it is, that is that is your choice to do that. Um, you can believe that you've put some parameters in place, and I'll speak specifically if you sent your kid to private Christian or you've homeschooled. Mm-hmm. You can believe that you've put some parameters in place, well then you send them off to university mm-hmm. and... I, yeah. I feel like that becomes sort of like the last ditch effort of the enemy to wrestle your kids away. Yeah. Um. You know, <laughs> presumably you will have sent them fortified yeah. and ready for that type of attack. But there are just so many horror stories Yeah. of, of kids who they got away from family. They got wrapped up in, you know, the common talk of the day yeah. and then their grades depended on their agreement. Oh boy. Then right. what, you
0: know, what do you do? You know, And I, I believe that, part of the dropping of the ball is that um, parents ha- have not sent the children to school, you know, rooted in that way. Not everybody, but a, a <laughs> there's a, a large percentage. So they're already gone once they're already yes. out of the house. So I think, you know, that has been the issue, you know, but hopefully that is changing. You know, hopefully um, God is using this program and others to encourage parents to, to at home start this process because god has mandated this you know and and that will hopefully be on a decrease you got to start somewhere
1: yeah and then you want if you if you're going to send them off you want them to go to a place where you feel like that place is not going to work against all of your efforts it's not going to try to
0: oh my goodness
1: you could handpick them yes you you could handpick them even look and i you know carefully here um, but even among some of the institutions that profess to be Christian. That's right. They have succumbed to the, the. The spirit of this age, like the, yeah. the times that yeah. we're in. Yeah. And so you've got things like critical race theory and diversity, equity, and inclusion. All of these things have kind of seeped into the pores of what you would think on the surface. This is a Christian institution. I'm going to send my kid here, and my kid is going to be okay. Even we are aware, and we've talked about it on this program, mm-hmm. that there were uh, private Christian institutions. In fact, we were sent something directly that we should investigate, and we did. I mm-hmm. say investigate, like read the article, right? <laughs> like look right. into it. And and it's true that the, the school was actually actually engaging in teaching critical race theory sort of like on the slick and so we had a parent who sent us a an email and said hey look at this this is what i received um do you think this falls in the category of critical race theory <clears throat> uh yes ma'am it does absolutely right. it does And so in which and praise God, because her response was, "Okay, well, pray for me because I'm going to have to deal with this. Yes. That's at a private Christian school. Pray for me. I'm going to have to deal with this. And so why am I saying that? I'm saying that because we live in a culture that is uh, that is so overwhelming. Um, And let me back up when I say read the article. This was actually an internal um, correspondence that we were sent that parents received. And this it struck this Christian parent that this coming from this Christian school seemed to smell of critical race theory and all of that. And sure enough, you know, based on my research and my expertise in that area, you know, whatever you consider that to be, yes, it, it fell squarely in the category of critical race theory. So just to say that I said, read the article, it was an internal communication that she sent to us. Okay. So here's the point that I'm making. So many people don't know how to discern because they're not reading God's word. Mm. So what they're doing is they're just taking what's happening in the culture today and they're trying to find the most Christian way to adopt that. Mm, mm. Here's what's happening in the culture. So how do we take that and adopt that as our conviction, but then find a way to put scriptures on it or find a way to make it a Christian principle? When I think that is absolutely the wrong way to look at it, that to me is very similar to trying to build a place of worship unto God on top of a place that was formerly offered as worship unto Satan, unto idols, unto demons, right. building on the high places right. and then saying, hey, come just add God to this. You know what I'm saying? And, and then we can kind of clean it up and make it something that the Lord accepts. And and we see throughout scripture, the Lord rejects that. And right. I think that's what we've seen happening in our public school system. We've seen that happening in our churches. We've seen that happening in our Christian schools. And and I will say, you know, I know people think that we are maybe a little bit wound Quite tight, but I will say this (laughs) even as you review, and for us, this is true, as we review homeschool curricula, Mm -hmm. we are taking note of worldview that is communicated even in the homeschool curricula. Like, we don't believe that we are discipling or fortifying our kids because simply they are educated at home. I mean, that's that's what we're trying to do is make disciples. We are that's trying it. to train them in godliness and righteousness, which means that the tools that are utilized at home must pass the Bible test. They mm-hmm. must be able to be filtered through a biblical lens and come out looking just like God's word. Yeah. And so when we have when we have happened upon content that we found to be not consistent with that, even coming from Christian
0: mm-hmm.
1: content, I'm just going to be careful here. Um, we said to our kids, no, yeah. no, we and, and then made moves to no longer use that particular, um, you know, resource. And and right. why are we doing that? Because we don't believe that just because we educate them at home. That's just it. Right. Now we victorious. Now, no, we, we believe that it's an ongoing work of discipleship and of training godliness and righteousness. And that's what we're endeavoring to do. Right. So I'm saying all of that to say, when I look at the desantizing that is happening in Florida, Okay, mm-hmm. when I when I look at what this governor is doing, repeatedly, there is a um. There there is a a poised confidence coming from Ron DeSantis that I just have to tell you is refreshing to me. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it is so common sense and so basic that it's like profound, right? right. Which because we have so sacrificed just like basic you know, understanding we've, we've sacrificed um, like just bottom line. Okay. Here's how we operate. Here's what we don't do. And so now to bring back just even the basics seems like it's like, Oh my goodness, you know, quantum <laughs> leaps, yeah. right. It seems it's like scaling this mountain, but, but really it's just like kind of walking up a little hill because <laughs> it's just basic stuff that this governor is doing. Right. Um, but the point of today's program, <clears throat> excuse me, as we look at some of what um, the desantizing is that's happening in Florida, mm-hmm. The question is, what what does this say, <clears throat> excuse me, about other governors who mm. would see themselves as conservative? Yeah. Um, what does it say about other state legislatures that would say, um, you know, we are responding to those who elected us? Because I think so often what we the American people think, and, and this is really sad. We think that for those of us for whom it's true, I know not everyone thinks this. But we tend to think that our elected officials are doing all that they can in the ways that we have elected them to govern. We, we mm-hmm. tend to think that, OK, if they're not doing it, maybe it just can't be done. Maybe there's no way we can, you know, jump these hurdles. Maybe there's just no way. And, and, and maybe we just accept what we have handed to us in our state. And I think that when you look at what's happening in Florida Under strong leadership, Mm -hmm. under strong leadership with people who know I'm not playing around. Right. Then you've got people who are really held to the fire and saying you were elected to do a job by people who expect you to do that job. And I'm also expecting you to do a job. Mm -hmm. So now it says to not only people in Florida, but to me as a Mississippian, it says, hold on a second. There are certain expectations that need to be returned to the people. Yeah. Like, and and notice I'm not even talking about rights. I'm talking about expectations. Mm-hmm. So often we just accept what is handed to us because our expectations are low. We're like, you know, politicians are wasteful. Politicians, you know, they're not going to do. And so, so we just keep ele- electing people and then just continue with our expectations real, like down low to the ground. It's like, eh, you know, but at least the person calls himself or herself a conservative and we count that as a win. No, but where's the action? Right. Like, where, where, where are the things that the people are doing that support the conviction that they presented that portended you're electing them? Right. These are the things that led to your electing them. And then you should expect to see it. So so here's what I'm saying. I'm saying when I look at Florida, all right, <laughs> um, I'm like, man, if, if people are willing, there are things that they can do to protect educators. There are things that they can do to protect people's consciences in mm-hmm. this country if they are willing we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about this uh last week i don't i want to go back to that it's not in the category of education per se um but there's just some disantizing that's happening that I, I think listen guys if, if we if we want to recalibrate our expectations mm-hmm. of the people that we elect to office i i don't know i just say look at what's happening in florida because i think that it's remarkable to see what's happening there yeah, so and, and
0: but, I, would say, I would say you know it's refreshing to have Someone uh, who don't mind stepping out and leading the way. That's in right. things. Now I know there's some things that he's doing that some other states have done, but yeah. at the same time, there's a lot of things that he's sticking his neck out on that <laughs> nobody else is kind of touching. And yeah. you know, and he has a, he had a unique situation of being the, the state that uh, housed Disney. So I know that's something different, you know. And he's he stand that stand that he he's making it against them, but on the education front. Man, he's doing some things to really look out for the children and the teachers. And, you know, and I think other governors that would consider themselves to be conservatives or whatever, you know, I hope it would stiffen their backbones. And that's what. Yes. okay, man. Because good leadership tends to do that. You know, that's right. It's kind of
1: contagious. Right.
0: You may want to do it, but somebody has to step out and do it. You know, my dad told me one time when I was considering starting a Bible club in my high school. Uh huh. He said, man, he said, look. You should do it because people are sheep. They're looking for someone to get out there and do it first, and you'll see that you'll have a lot of people uh, backing you, and that's, that's exactly right. what happened. I, I stuck out my neck and I did it. I got <laughs> the sponsors, and man, it had a, we had a whole Bible club in, yeah. in my school, and you know, yeah. it just took somebody st- uh, stepping out and doing uh, that and not willing and willing to be, you know, ostracized or whatever may come. It usually stiffens the backbones of others. So I think that's, that's right. And, you know, and happen. I'm I'm
1: glad that you've got a person um, that has that kind of resolve that uh, DeSantis has in the same state where Disney has enjoyed all kinds of kickbacks <laughs> and all kinds right. of like, you know, it's their heyday there. They do. It's it's their world. It's like the the Floridians are just living in their world. They really believe it's Disney World. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So they, right. they really believe, believed, I should put in past tense that it's right. Disney World and that they could just do whatever they want. But the, you know the the amazing thing in my opinion is that you have someone who is in that place who does not have this fear of this mm-hmm. entity that many would consider the behemoth or right. maybe even a, a leviathan type that mm-hmm. it is you can't take it down right. you know that you have someone who says no you know it's like uh matumbo like not in my state <laughs> and and i and i think that's amazing and yeah. and i think when you see that going beyond so that's in the area of entertainment that's in the area where you have people who believe they had a monopoly mm-hmm. on people. Mm-hmm. They had a monop—they could do whatever they want. And so then you have the governor turning his focus to education and higher uh, areas of education. And, and, you know, people who think that they have a monopoly, <laughs> they think they own education. They can right. tell your kids this is what you have to learn. Um, anyway, it's really good stuff. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Uh, this is Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Please stay right there. It was always you, you, you love me at my worst. Promise
0: I'll put you first. Now I know it's true.
2: Yeah, it was always, it was always. Welcome
1: back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Today, we're just talking about the desantizing that is shining a light, um, not only in Florida but on other conservative-leaning states and conservative conservative-leaning leadership. And I just, as I read about what's happening there, I just ask the question: You know, is it is it convicting? For those in positions of leadership who call themselves conservative, does it does it embolden them? Does it stiffen their backs, as you were suggesting? Will the great before mm-hmm. we went to the break? And I'm hoping that's what it does. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping that for our listeners all across this country, as you do, what I do, mm-hmm. that is to say, keeping up with what's happening mm-hmm. that impacts the family. If people could understand that the things that really move people are the things that directly impact their families, yeah. right? Like it, this, this matters to me because it dismantles the family if it goes unchecked. So I think those things are important. If you are keeping up with those things, then those are the things that you should be prayerfully considering when you um, are going to the polls to elect people who will represent you. <laughs> yes. Are are, 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 are they representing you? Right. You know, um, right. we'll, we'll get back into this. Um, but before mm-hmm. we do, will the great, yeah, because of an oversight,
0: yeah, yeah. So we're yes. extending the registration for the Marriage Family Life Conference. It will be extended until uh, June 1st. So if you haven't made a decision or you was kind of going back and forth whether I should go or not, this might be a confirmation for some of you, you know, yeah. um, that w- registration will be open until June 1st. Uh, you can go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, and get your tickets there. Uh, and so... Uh, if that's you, if you, you've been thinking about it and, you know, should I go, shouldn't I go, um, man, here's an opportunity if you feel, you know, that you should. So marriagefamilylife.net, uh, the, the deadline uh, to get the tickets are extended till, well, it is extended till June 1st. And also just to let you know that if you go to marriagefamilylife.net and click on the events tab, you can see the Marriage Family Life Conference information and also uh, AFE at the ARC. So so uh, just Did be aware of that. Did we
1: secure more rooms for that? I, I'm aware that all of the rooms we had were booked up. I think we're in the process of opening more rooms. A couple of people who attempted to register
0: yeah. um, informed us. I of can that. So f- I just- I'll find out about that. Right. Uh, I know um, that we have inquired about getting more rooms for AFA at the ARC, but I'll, I'll find out for sure. But yes, you can you can still go and check out the information there and uh, you go to marriagefamilylife.net.
1: MarriageFamilyLife.net. Okay, this article here from the Daily Signal DeSantis signs bill ending diversity, equity, inclusion programs in higher education. This bill signing happened today. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, signed legislation into law to eliminate so-called diversity, equity and inclusion or DEI in higher education. Mm. State legislators on Monday, I'm sorry, on May 3rd, passed the bill SB 266 to bar public colleges and universities from spending taxpayer dollars on DEI programs. The bill signing fulfills a promise DeSantis made in January to defund such programs on college campuses. Uh, I think we have a clip of what some of that sounded like today down there in the Sunshine State.
0: Here we go.
2: So the first bill that I'll be signing is SB 266. Um, And what this does is reorient our universities uh, back to their traditional mission. And part of that traditional mission is to treat people as individuals not to try to divvy them up based on any type of superficial characteristics. Um, We're gonna elevate merit and achievement uh, above identification with certain groups. And in order to do that, uh, we had to uh, look at this new concept, relatively new concept, called Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and um, I didn't know much, I mean, this is something relatively recent, I mean, Chris Ruvo can talk about when this really started to percolate, I think it it had probably been there a few years ago, but then kind of the post-BLM rioting and the George Floyd summer of 2020, I think you saw it really take off, and on its face, I mean, I see, when I see diversity, I think like, you know, different viewpoints, have a robust academic discussion in the university. Isn't that what they're for? In reality, what this concept of DEI has been is to attempt to impose orthodoxy uh, on the university, and not even necessarily in the classroom, but through the administrative apparatus of the university itself. And that manifests itself in a number of different ways. Uh, but this has basically been used as a veneer to impose an ideological agenda. Uh, and that is wrong. And in fact, if you look at the way this has actually been implemented across the country, uh, DEI is, is better um, viewed as standing for discrimination, exclusion, and indoctrination. And that has no place in our public institutions.
1: Just would like to uh, thank God for that revelation of uh, the new way to describe DEI. (laughs) Gave it to the governor, and now it's mine. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. You heard it here first from the governor. And uh, every now, or every now,
0: uh,
1: (laughs) oh goodness, it's easy for me to say henceforth it's mine that's my that's my revelation I came up with that discrimination Mm -hmm. exclusion and indoctrination
2: I'm just that's a joke
1: guys I think that's a brilliant way um, to put that I'm sure somebody somewhere else has said that I'm I'm sure that that's not unique to the governor but this is great because Mm -hmm. what does it say in the state of Florida this says that you're no longer going to discriminate against students but you're no longer going to discriminate against employees as well that you're going to put an end to racism, that you're going to put an end to indoctrination like this. But here's the thing. It's crazy to me that this is refre- refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me that this becomes a headline because this is very basic, right? That you want people in a position based on merit. This That you want people to be able to operate according to their conviction and not feel that they've got to give in to a set of thoughts or a set of beliefs in order to maintain their job, mm. like in order to maintain their position. Like this is just absolutely mind boggling to me that at, at a, in a time where you feel like, OK, common sense, right? We want people in place based on merit. Now you've got to sign bills into law. <laughs> you, you've got to sign bills into law to say, no, we, we don't want to judge people. Based on the color of their skin, well, because
0: it's not common sense anymore to a lot of people. It, like the 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 narrative that's been put, placed out there has been that that yes. you have to have these different points, you know, to be able to be uh, the one selected for these mm-hmm. things. It, is this person this or that? They're gonna get you know picked first, and because it, it's it's all identity, you know. It's, and so I think what he's doing it he's bringing us back to where. <laughs> We should be, you back know, to our
1: origins. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. like that, that's where we should have never left that, you know, area. But he's just just trying to bring it back. And I, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And I think I'm going to tell you again and, and part of the focus, part of the reason why I wanted to look at this is just to ask the question, you know, what are the steps that can be taken all across this country by individuals who elect officials who, who have a certain thought in mind <laughs> that they want represented, mm-hmm. right? And and what are the steps that need to be taken to protect people as they operate in these various areas? I I, I will say this, you know, when, when I think about um, the slide toward communism mm-hmm. and I think about the slide toward um, this, you know, no one is allowed to think independently or if you want right. your thoughts, I'll give them to you. You know what I mean? If <laughs> right. I want your thoughts, I'll give them that kind of right, notion. Right. Um, this, if, if, if our country is sliding in that direction. And it seems to me every day we are. Mm-hmm. It seems to me every day we are that our country is just sliding in that direction. In the state of Florida, it seems like there's a barricade put up that says, mm-hmm. now we're going to stop the slide, right? Mm-hmm. You think about what that means for students um, submitting papers or, you know, entrance um, essays and things like that. You think about employees who have different viewpoints and say, well, I'm, you know, i I'm not going to call a man a woman. Mm. I'm not going to use people's preferred pronouns. So now what the state of Florida is saying that people are not going to be forced to go through those indoctrination camps right. that, that they call like, you know. Um, oh, my goodness. What is it like in school meetings or whatever they but all of it is indoctrination. It's here's how you talk to people. Here's what you need to say. Here's what you need to consider when you stand in front of a person of color, which is the epitome It's the epitome of critical race theory, all all of the critical theory iterations, right, Mm -hmm. that you see people externally first. That, Mm -hmm. That is what you're you're supposed to make much of people's color again. That's that's where critical race theory has moved us. And you see it in schools. So in addition, this new law prohibits colleges and universities from using state or federal funding for programs or activities that advocate for diversity, equity and inclusion or promote or engage in political or social activism. Think about see because we can look at these things and we can think, well, you know, a little bit of political activism is okay, a little bit of social activism is okay, but but what politics? Right. What social constructs? And these are the things that people didn't have control over. I will tell you something else that the governor did um today in protecting um higher education institutions, this idea of accreditation. And and I think Mm. this is something that we hadn't thought about before so often we think that the things that must be taught to to students, we think that this is just the result of activists, right? So the activists working, the activists infiltrating the professors, um, the educators, and so the activists kind of having an influence over that. But one of the things that the governor has pegged, his leadership that they have pegged, is that, you know what, a lot of this kind of goes back to accreditation. So when you've got these accreditation standards that are fixed in a certain way, that these are our values, this is what we believe is important for a kid to have learned or mastered before he or she graduates, then you've got the university that in many ways, their hands are tied. Mm. And so what Governor DeSantis is saying is that, yeah, you know what, we're going to go through the accreditation standards as well. (laughs) Man, Man. when I say (laughs) DeSantis, like, because this is not just, here's the thing. This is not just throwing people a bone right. where you say, hey, want you to hear a few buzzwords here yeah. and get geeked up. Yeah. Right. Like you hear people like if, if a person says, hey, we're putting an end to DEI and, and higher education, that's enough. People will clap and go home and, 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 and eat a piece of cake like that's <laughs> enough. That would be enough for people. But when you really care. When you really care about what's going on, you investigate and see where these destructive ideologies have infiltrated mm-hmm. our institutions. And it's, it's not just on its surface saying, where well, you're no longer going to force employees to go through this training. You're saying, wait a minute. The standards by which we judge whether or not a student is ready to graduate, those must also be changed. Mm. Guys, this. So, right. so, so listen. Okay. <laughs> So when I when I read stuff like this, okay, and I and I watch the governor speaking, by the way, if you were watching on Facebook or you're watching on YouTube, you see that the governor is standing uh, behind a podium with a sign that reads Florida, the education state. (laughs) (laughs) When I grow up, I want to do public relations like that. Yeah. That is that's what it looks his, like to his be on message. On from, I don't, I don't oh, know. my goodness. From start <laughs> to finish. From start I mean, to
0: finish. Whoever he has in his cabinet. Those I mean, people wow. are
1: eating their Wheaties. <laughs> they they know they understand what's going on. There is a there. Listen, man, there's a boldness and, and there is a um, a certain level of I don't careness about that team that they're like, here are the issues. Here's what the people elected us to do. Here's what they're hoping that we will do. And we're going to do just that. And it's not just to throw to people a bone. It's mm-hmm. not just to tell people, hey, look at what we've done. And then, you know, you get a few surface level people who feel like a, a tremendous amount of success has been enjoyed. No, mm-hmm. it's to really work through and through to say we are adversely affecting our children. Yeah. This is, listen, guys, why does this matter? Because this changes the makeup of a nation. Yeah. Do you understand? This changes the makeup of a nation. I'm so sick and tired of people talking about elected officials and what they won't do. And then at the same time, close their eyes to the indoctrination that's happening in their children, Mm. which they're the next generation of elected officials.
0: (laughs) Right. So the cycle continues. So if you want to (laughs) stop this. Man.
1: If you, want to, if you want to change the trajectory of a nation for as long as the Lord allows us to be here and to be effective for his glory, you must always have your finger on the pulse of what is being taught to children. Mm-hmm. You must always have your finger on the pulse of what children are expected to know by this age. What, where are the areas where our kids' minds are being abused? Right. And so we, we have this from K-12 on up to higher education. And what you see happening in Florida is you see leadership. OK, I mean, that's that's bottom line. You you see bottom leadership. Line. Yep. All right. One other thing here on this bill that was signed today, this new law also includes several additional reforms, including uh, tasking the State Board of Education, the Board of Governors of the state university system with establishing faculty committees to ensure general education courses, general education courses don't distort significant historical events. Or include a <laughs> curriculum that teaches identity politics. Mm. This is when you woke up serious. Right. <laughs> Do you right. understand? Because now, because, because now we need to see your syllabus. Mm-hmm. Now we need to see what books you are recommending exactly. that the students read. Now we, now <laughs> we and, and, you know, and, and in a way, um, I, I feel like, you know, you, you could just kind of try to go back to um, a time before critical theory began to infiltrate the universities and Mm -hmm. maybe see what was being taught there and then just include some more of the modern current events. (laughs) Like just because the history is not supposed to change, right? Like the history is supposed to be the history. But the way we interpret that history has absolutely changed over the years based on ideology. And it's an ideology that's infiltrated our institutions of higher learning and trickled all the way down to pre-K. And this is this to me is such a shame. Uh, again, courses can't be based on theories that systemic racism, sexism, oppression and privilege <laughs> are inherent in the institution of the United States and were made to maintain social, political and economic inequities. In other words, mm. get that out of here. It's critical race theory.
0: Well, he won't get the woke governor of the year award.
1: Well, <laughs>
0: <nor> <laughs> not in did, that way, <laughs> nor do I think he's in the running.
1: You know, I think it would be quite offensive for him to even make the list, you know. But, you know, again, to, to get back to um, what my conviction is and the reason I'm covering this is because I think that there is an example here that the American people need to look at, not not to say, oh, this is, you know, this I'm, I'm moving to Florida, although I'm sure Governor DeSantis <laughs> would take you. You know what I mean? That's not the point here the point is okay where do I live Mm -hmm. and what kind of laws are on the books and what kind of laws should be on the books Mm -hmm. that represent what my convictions are and and who are the elected officials that I have put in office that are not doing what I expect them to do now we know Mm -hmm. it can be done if people want to do it we know that it can be done That's, that's really what my call is today it's does this desantizing shine a light on other conservative states and conservative leadership? This is what the people want and it absolutely can be done. That's, that's really what I'm saying and what I'm asking. All right, we'll grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio and we'll be right back. So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a heart Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Miki.
0: and I'm Will, and that's Brandon Lake with Gratitude.
1: I got to move um, faster on some of this. I want to I want to look at um, because in the area of education, Governor DeSantis down in Florida also signed some other, um, bills, uh in, in the area of education. And I think it's important to note. So I'll move through these and then we'll open the phone lines, get your take on it. Does this encourage you? Does it challenge you? Does it convict you <clears throat> or are you just indifferent? Mm. Don't call. If you're just... <laughs> hey, I just called. I just want to tell you, I don't care. <laughs> oh, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> thank, you for your time. All right. thank you for your time. Okay. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, back to this. DeSantis signs four of the largest reforms in public education in the history of Florida. Um, So I want to move through these pretty quickly here. Some of them I'll, you know, some of them I'll park at. Y'all know how I do. I'll try to do my best. Okay. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, signed four landmark pieces of education legislation last week uh, on Tuesday to seek to, quote, empower teachers, protect schools from the harmful effects of social media expand student scholarships and authorize one standardized test as an alternative to the two others. So in Florida, um, by to the SAT and the ACT, there's a new standardized test to be administered. That's not going to bombard your kids with critical race theory questions, questions about systemic racism and all of these things, uh, forcing them to read stories like if you've got to do the essay portion or the the reading comprehension portion of a standardized test is not going to make you read all the ways that you're a hateful human being. And then answer the questions to make sure that you understood what you just read. (sighs) And I'm exaggerating that, but you know what I'm talking about. These Mm -hmm. days, this is what's happening in schools. All right. So this is wonderful. DeSantis' office has dubbed the package of four bills the Teacher's Bill of Rights, saying it contains some of the largest reforms to public education since the school choice wave that began in Florida in 1996. And one significant change... Florida will become the first state to allow the use of classic the classic learning test, CLT, um, as an alternative to the Scholastic Aptitude Test, SAT, or the American College Testing Exam, the ACT, uh, to determine whether students qualify to graduate. Man, listen, I'm telling you, okay, this is when you care. So here we go. (laughs) SB 256. uh, One of the bills signed by the governor focuses on paycheck protection. This includes prohibiting teachers unions. (laughs) From deducting. That, that's big, because
0: oh. they have the chokehold on the we, education. We have had <laughs> teachers unions, reach out man. to
1: us and talk about these dues, and talk about how they feel like they have to support <clears throat> things that are antithetical to their faith, uh, to their faith, to their conviction, to their beliefs, and that they have no choice in the matter. And again, this is... It may be overly simplistic to say this is just this is when you care. This is when you've heard the cries of people who are saying, and I'm tired of this. Yeah. Enough of this. You know, don't I have a right to align myself with organizations and entities that that I agree with? OK, so this includes prohibiting teachers unions from deducting union dues directly from teachers paychecks.
0: Man, Florida joins like other. It <laughs> Right. Like, how are they able to do that? See, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm in favor for anything that's going to loosen the grip of the unions on that's those right. teachers, man. It's like ridiculous. And, and,
1: using, and using those resources and using that power chokehold to advance their agenda over and against the desires, man. the wishes, and the convictions right. of those people who are paying for it. Who are paying <laughs> for it. Florida joins other states such as Indiana that already have taken such a step to prevent teachers' unions from sneaking thousands of dollars a year out of teachers' pockets <laughs> with such incremental paycheck deductions. <laughs> right. SB 256 also requires annual audits and financial disclosures for all teachers unions, both local and national affiliates operating in Florida. The Florida attorney general's office will be required to investigate suspected union fraud.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's not making many uh, friends.
1: Teachers unions in Florida (laughs) will be banned from parlaying with uh, school boards and backroom deals at taxpayer and teachers expense. All right, here's another bill. Another bill signed by DeSantis. HB 1537 rolls back regulations that have been accused of stunting growth in Florida's education sector for decades. Temporary teaching certificates will be good for five years rather than three, and all levels of certification will have fewer unnecessary bureaucratic requirements. Specifically, teachers have new pathways to maintain and renew their certification. This will begin Florida's disentanglement from mm. deeply out of state professional development requirements that have eaten up thousands of hours of teachers time with little to show in gain skill or methodology. In other mm. words, <laughs> in other words, you cannot force teachers to sit through this continued indoctrination mm. saying that it's it's continuing education. you got to keep up your skills. You want to maintain your certification. OK, but but in what areas in what ways are you adding to what I do? Right. In what ways are you advancing an ideology and using me as your, you know, guinea pig? Not really, because they've tested it. If you can change people's minds, then you can change their actions. So really, it's not, it's not, it's not a guinea pig. It's just implementation. Now, now we're just at the at the stage of implementation. We just do it. We indoctrinate people. We tell them that if you speak out against this, you lose your job. Mm-hmm. You you speak out against this, you won't advance in your career. And so people, and unfortunately so, are so weak and not surrounded by enough support that they usually find themselves just giving in. So Florida, more beautifully than I'm saying it, has said no to that. All right. In a monumental shift, Florida is now the first state to authorize the classic learning test for students to qualify for graduation and to earn one of the state's bright futures scholarship. The CLT is an alternative assessment for high school students that focuses on evaluating English, grammar and mathematical skills, providing a comprehensive measure of achievement and aptitude. So I went to look into this because it's the first time I'd heard about it. So I went to look into this test, went to the website and I started taking my practice test. Cause I just want I was like, let me just, let me just check it out. You know, take my <laughs> practice test. And then I had to make dinner. So I was like, okay, I got to stop. <laughs> um, but I was like, man, this is incredible because one of the things like talking about some of the classic authors that kids will be required to read um, in their testing and not have their minds bombarded with the, the current approved mm-hmm. literature.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you understand
1: the yeah. the progressive smut right. that masquerades as classic today for our kids. So anyway, this is. This is just good stuff. One other thing. Let me let me jump down here. We'll give the phone number. Here is 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. You can comment on what we're talking about today. All right. DeSantis also signed HB 477, HB 477, which reduces term limits for Florida's public school boards from 12 to eight years. This change. According to the governor's office, bring school boards into line with the term limits set by Florida's governor, the governor's cabinet members, and Florida legislature. <laughs> Very good. HB 379, the fourth bill signed by DeSantis, HB 379, focuses on taking social media out of Florida's public education system mm-hmm. altogether. <laughs> can you can you just hear the Lysol can? When I read these, don't you just hear like a s- s- s-
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> okay.
1: It requires public school districts to prevent students from connecting to social media sites on district-owned computers and servers, as well as prohibits TikTok, a Chinese-owned mm. social media program, hey. to be accessed on district <laughs> devices. HB 379 gives teachers increased authority to establish their own rules, free of Wait, administration. What? Their own rules, <laughs> free of administration intervention for students' cell phone use in their classrooms. Mm. You remember, you remember, hey, hey, come here. You remember when teachers could walk up to you (laughs) with a Kleenex and tell you spit your gum out? Remember that? Yes. And and remember, parents didn't care or file complaints. Remember that? So now, how about teachers can walk up to you and say, hey, the cell phone, we're confiscating the cell phone. It can go in this box until teaching education time is over. Mm. How about that? How about, what what about that? Because that's the new, well, maybe it's not the new equipment of taking
0: the piece of gum. you, You might have another problem that spring up, but that's a great start. That's a great start. A parents gonna have the parents. Parents, what parents gonna have the parents? Parent, parent okay. because students are gonna want to fight if they take their, their, their cell phone taken away.
1: Well, you know what? But not in a Florida classroom. We're not talking about Chicago. <laughs> We're not talking about Chicago. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is in a lot of these liberal leaning states, man, teachers fear for their lives because if they mm. teach. If they serve in the role of the leader in the classroom, they would be attacked and the students would be justified. Mm-hmm. The students would be defended, not the teachers. I just don't see that happening in Florida. Like, I mean, and yeah. I don't know. Look, and you make a great point here because pretty, a lot of you know. kids who are addicted <laughs> to devices yeah,
0: they get upset. show
1: a lot of aggression yeah. when you say no. And when you take those things away, I've seen some videos, man, I've seen some videos, parents recording their kids when they take their devices away yeah. and I thought it was acting I thought that's got to be made up but I'm talking just the rage that comes from these kids so look I think you're right I think that there's some you know caution parents there. are
0: going to have to parent like at the end of the day all these things are great man we I, I want to see this around the country I think this is but when it, when you get down to it it's still gonna it's still gonna take like big work from home yeah to be able to change some of the stuff that, that has been going on
1: yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. Well, I think I covered all four of those. Uh, let's turn to our listeners and see what they want to comment on um, today. Will the Great, where do we
0: go? All right, let's go to Mike in West Virginia. Hi, Mike.
2: Hi, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother was an elementary teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to I'd like to know, why not start an alternative teachers union so that Instead of joining the teachers union run by Boris Badinov, the teachers could instead join a teachers union run by Roger Ramjet.
0: Okay,
1: I don't know those two names.
0: Yeah, me neither, but
1: so I'd have I'd have to look that up. I, I can kind of guess
0: names. where he's going with this. Yeah, well, look, I'm I'm in
1: favor. <laughs> I'm in favor of teachers doing what is necessary for them to maintain their conscience. Yes. So whatever. So whatever that looks like, I'm I'm in favor of teachers having the right. To say, you know, I don't want to align myself with this. I understand that there are certain, um, <clears throat> excuse me, there are certain so-called protections and advantages that would be dangled in front of teachers <laughs> as, you know, being a part of this union. But yeah. I'm in I'm in favor of teachers not being compelled to support things that are antithetical to their faith, to mm. their deeply held religious beliefs. I'm in favor of teachers not being um, forced to <laughs> I'm gonna say make donations, but that sounds voluntary. <laughs> not be text right because I mean that's yeah. more of like you don't have an option yeah. uh, to support things that that actually make them a target they right. are paying money for their own attack like I, I just I'm in favor of that so um, I can look up those other names I'll go back and have to get that and see what you're talking about I don't know if that's part humor or if those are people that I should know yeah. in teacher union world I'll have to look that up alright well the great where do we go next
0: let's go to Lynn in Arkansas hi Lynn
1: hi Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's great what he's doing. And I also had a comment about him and Disney. Um, Some have said that uh, DeSantos, that is, um, that DeSantos is retaliating um, against them. But one of the aspects of Disney and their privileges was that they had their own law system. And there were things in the past that didn't get reported that happened at
2: Disneyland. Mm
1: -hmm. And so that should not be for anybody. Yeah, I don't think I thank you so much for your okay. comments. I appreciate that Lynn. I I don't think that the governor is retaliating. I think that the governor is governing. You know, I think to say that, you know, what makes you um worthy of enjoying certain privileges within a state when you are going to become an activist organization mm-hmm. and actively work against that state's leadership, actively work against that state's residents, mm-hmm. you know, to I I don't know. I I don't see it so much as uh, retaliating. I know that there are people who are saying that, um, but I think he's governing. I think he's saying, "Hey, listen, what are those over there? Like, what's the? It's kind of going in and doing this cleanup to be able to enjoy um, being a a town within a state, like being your own town. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like governing yourself and then saying there there are no repercussions for what we do or what we say. I don't know. I think that maybe was too long enjoyed, and I yeah. think that Disney felt. Um, that it had a right to those protections, a right to those privileges, but really, it's time for Disney to—I I would say—recognize that um, you you have that at the approval of the people. Mm-hmm. And what do I mean when I say that? I say that the people elected this governor, right? And so this governor is representing the people, right? And so, <laughs> so anyway, there's that. All right, Will the Great, where do we go?
0: All right, let's go. Is this Pastor Norman in Mississippi? Yes. Hey. This is wow. Pastor Norman, how you doing? Pastor Norman. Hello. Hey. Go
1: ahead.
0: One uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. Oh my goodness, the connection is really bad. I can't understand. Pastor Norman,
0: we can't we, no, can't. we can't.
1: No, we have to disconnect the call. I can't
0: understand what you're saying, Pastor Norman. Sorry.
1: I give it a few seconds to try to work its way out. Sometimes, if you move to a different room and tilt your head to the side, then um, it can it, it can clear up. But it's yeah. just excruciating. Uh, listen, here's the bottom line of what I'm saying. I hope that Pastor Norman will call us again because it's been a long time since been we've heard while. from him. It's yeah. been a really long time. Um, here's the bottom line of what I'm saying as we come to the end of this program. We should have expectations of our elected officials. There should be certain things that we expect them to do, especially as we look at what's popular in our country, like what kinds of things are on the rise. We have discernment as we are reading God's word and understanding what righteousness is, what truth is. Man, there should be greater expectations that those that we vote for, those that we put in office would operate according to those kinds of expectations. What truth, righteousness, leadership, moral governance. Right. And so when I look at what um, Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida, I do call it DeSantis I'm going to keep calling it that. But I'm hoping that it shines a light on some of the other conservative states, some of the other conservative leaning uh, legislatures all across this country and that they will move to act according to their description. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing.
0: God bless.